Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. I watched windows in a cathedral for a little while. The windows in a cathedral are significant, yeah. Taylor. I mean, not the stained glass ones, oh, like okay. the, the, the ones that you come in through. Down on the ground? Yeah, I was a college <laughs> freshman. Yeah, I was going to say, they weren't letting you anywhere near the stained glass. You can vacuum the catacombs, son. You look at them and you're like, okay, God gave you to me. <laughs> you are my sibling because God chose you to be my sibling. But it's it's kind of part of growing up is you're going to torment each other. You and your siblings are going to get into shenanigans. And those stories are really fun after the fact. So what is your sibling shenanigan? So my husband has three sisters. And he thought it would be funny to scare his little sister. So when she was taking a bath, he decided to put pantyhose over his head. Oh, no. And he opened the door and jumped in and went, bah! And she screamed and screamed and screamed. And the funny part of this is, you know how nylons kind of stick to your legs? Uh-huh. He couldn't get it off of his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling the top of the nylons at the top of his head, trying to pull it off, saying, It's me! It's me! Look, it's dead! And he couldn't get it off, and she's screaming in the bathtub, and the comes in, and he's not happy. <laughs> anyway, years later, all is forgiven, but it's an awesome story. Listening to your sibling shenanigans and definitely <laughs> laughing with you. My brother is four and a half years older than I am. You know, he's the big brother. He knows everything. And sure. So, Just ask him. Exactly. So <laughs> he has a BB gun, you know, after school. And, you know, the day mom and dad are at work. And so he says, hey, I need to practice my BB gun. And we couldn't go outside because it was winter in Iowa. So we're upstairs in the hallway. And he says, hey, hold up this target so I can practice <laughs> oh, my no. BB gun. <laughs> I got shot in the armpit. Yes, you did! <laughs> Mom and Dad didn't know anything about it until a couple years ago. We were talking about a little shenanigans, you know. <laughs> came out. And we were like, oh, you didn't know about that? <laughs> hey, Rodney, want to tell us about some sibling shenanigans? My brother was 20 years older than me, but he never really got very tall and when i was 13 i was six foot and he was still five foot eight. Oh, nice so i used to call him my little big brother mm-hmm. and then i'd run <laughs> <laughs> oh our siblings i tell you what you have to love them because god and our mothers told us so they do some stuff you get into shenanigans together like frank my sister had given me a ritz cracker sandwich so i was eating it and then about the time i finished it I was like, hey, what, what is this? And she had took some chewed cracker out of her mouth and put oh. it between the ah! No. tried to give it back to me, another one. <laughs> oh, I called my mom and got her in trouble. <laughs> she didn't know. She was only about four, you know. And uh, Oh, she didn't know, huh? <laughs> I call this a baby bird <laughs> sandwich. Yeah, we call those hors d'oeuvres. I have a very practical side of me, like most of us do. Mm-hmm. I have a teeny tiny little adventurous side in me, not a whole lot, but like most of us do. I do love to try new things, especially when it comes to culinary exploits. So I'm standing in the kitchen and my cereal boxes are up above my refrigerator. 
And I'm looking at the cereal boxes and I think to myself, I wonder if one of those actually has any cereal in it because my children are notorious for putting cereal boxes back that have about, I don't know, like less than one fourth of a bowl. Well, so they're, so they're not empty. Exactly. All right. You sound like my son. You can't waste them. Um, yeah, exactly. So I pull down the Oat Crunch Cheerios. I was so excited to have those. Man, there was there was close to a bowl. Close. Okay. Close. You know, close. All right. And then I looked and I thought, oh, wow, we've got multigrain Cheerios. It's the same family, O's with O's. Oh. It's even the same color scheme, you know, kind of the light brownish yeah. kind of thing going on. A lot of but, beige cereal. But it's two different cereals. And I don't know if you know, if you've been listening long enough to know that I have a very, very strict stand on no mixing of cereals. We you're, do not mix. You're oddly passionate about I, that. I know. It's weird. It's just, it's so disappointing to me when every bite is not the same. <laughs> I don't know why. So I'm like, okay, Jen. You know, it's time to expand your horizons. So I very bravely grabbed the multigrain Cheerios, opened them up, and poured them into my Oat Crunch Cheerios to make a full bowl of Cheerios. I poured on the milk. I went and sat down, and I started to eat. And I was even watching a TV show. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. No? Unsatisfactory. No? No, it bothered me to no Why? end that there were two different tastes in my mouth at the same time. Did they really taste that different? They really did. Did they? Or maybe it was just psychological. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. We have once again gone into this wilderness of discussing mixing cereals. I call it a wilderness because there is nothing here for me. So I think, Amanda, do you have some advice for Jen? Yes, I believe I'm kind of an expert at it. Okay, why are you an expert? Uh, I have a five-year-old. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the trick is to combine flavors that you already enjoy in other things. I see. So our trick is like Golden Grahams with Count Chocula. Tastes like s'mores. Oh. Yeah, and then if you combine like cinnamon toast crunch with blueberry Cheerios, you get blueberry pie. Oh my goodness. Okay. Flavor. Oh, but, but yes. Do, but do Golden Grams and these uh other ones, do they get soggy at the same period of time? You got to kind of layer it strategically. <laughs> So golden grams first. Okay. Then your count chocolate on top, and then you mix it with your spoon oh as you eat it. You really are an like expert. Like a cereal parfait. You are blowing my mind right now. Yes. You just got to combine flavors that you already enjoy. So what did you do tonight, Taylor? I went to the cereal aisle. I ate every cereal there is. That's what I did. Yes. So many people have cereal for breakfast in the morning. And the question on the table is, do you mix it? Because... We had this conversation years ago. It stuck with me. And so I thought the other day I would give it a shot again. I tried to mix two <laughs> cereals and I ended up ruining my cereal eating experience, which I don't allow myself very often. And so I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, are there rules for mixing cereals? Yeah. What do you think about mixing cereal, Francis? I'm a honey nut cheerio type guy and i am yeah honey nut cheerios do you mix them with anything else no i do not no it, it's awful it, <laughs> wow i'm with you You're coming in hot on that one so you don't mix cereals at all nope nope since i was a kid i've been eating honey nut cheerios since i was a kid 
I never had changed it. It's not broken? Why fix it? Exactly. So you've never yeah. even tried mixing, like, I don't know, Count Chocula into your Honey Nut Ew. Cheerios? Nope. nope. No, you haven't even tried it. Wow. Nope. I'm not even going to try to change your mind because it, it sounds like it's not moving. No, it's not. <laughs> I think you're going to lose on your end on that. You end. think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. Our childhood experiences shape us, right? Okay. So my mother made us mix <laughs> cereals. We had to mix them. And I didn't like it. I don't mix cereals. I think that it ruins your cereal eating mm. experience, which I think eating cereal is so special. It's like a snack for me. So why would I want to ruin it? You had some experience with this, Nanette? My mom was practical like yours, Jen, except that her practicality ran along the lines of, if you don't have sugar in the cereal, you don't have a dentist bill. Oh. So we didn't get anything but Cheerios and Rice Krispies. Not even Wheaties? Wow. No, oh. no. Well, cornflakes every now and then. But okay. when I was around seven, I never had Fruity Pebbles. And I wanted Fruity Pebbles so bad <laughs> that... I had my, my Rice Krispies, and I had my milk in the bowl, and I wanted to make it fruity, so I was going to put my orange juice in my milk in my cereal. And my mom warned me. She's like, you do that. I'm going to make you eat it all. It's not going to be good. Can't waste it. And I, I kid you not, it was the most horrid thing ever, and I still to this day cannot eat Rice Krispies as cereal. So we've been talking about mixing cereals this morning. Uh, Marsha, you got something you want to say? I'm wondering if I'm too late to weigh in on the cereal debate. No, never too late. You're never too late to talk about cereal with us. What do you got? Okay, sorry, Taylor. I think it's weird. You think it's weird? Thank you. you. Uh, Then in that case, you are too late. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to tell you, my husband, bless his heart, takes it to another level. Really? If we are low on cereal, he will not mix two cereals. He'll mix three. And it doesn't matter what it is. Raisin Bran, Cheerios, Lucky Charms. He just dumps it all in. Oh. It's like soggy, mush, nasty. Yes. I am just imagining mixing Raisin mm. Bran with Lucky Charms. Black. I think it could work. No! Come on, Taylor. Even you think second. Lucky Charms would add some pizzazz to an otherwise bland cereal. Uh, You can think that, Taylor. I'm sorry. (laughs) Good for you, Taylor! I don't know if this would be less fun if I had children, (laughs) but right now it's one of my favorite things. Because it's your nephew. It is! This is awesome. I mean, if we could play the blues, I suppose we could. We could call them the Micah Blues. The the Micah Blues. The Toddler Blues. The Toddler Micah Blues. Because... You know, if you have a toddler in your life or have had one in your life, things are tough all over for toddlers. So I just wanted to share with you a few things that my toddler nephew has cried about recently. (laughs) Dad didn't put enough milk in my cup. Oh, no. Dad gave me the wrong color of Skittle. (laughs) No. Dad told me... I can't flush whole rolls of toilet paper down the toilet. Oh, humanity. And finally, Dad peeled a banana for me, and I could no longer dance with it and sing apples and bananas. (laughs) So, my nephew lives a very difficult life, as you can hear. It may be in a teapot, (laughs) but it is a tempest nonetheless. 
I think the reason why toddlers get so upset about things that we find trivial is because toddlers are really smart. I remember the day, just like it was yesterday, when Piper was about 19 months old. She was in her high chair. It was one of her favorite places to be. And it was one of my favorite places for her to be because she was trapped. Ah, yes. And couldn't get into anything. Trapped children. And so I, I put her favorite, her favorite snack in front of mm. her with her little toddler spoon. And I thought I was going to have a moment of glorious quiet mm. as she happily tucked into her snack. But no, because my toddler daughter was too smart for me. Because my toddler's favorite snack was pudding. I didn't have pudding. I had yogurt. And she knew the difference. Yes. All of a sudden, the spoon went flying. (laughs) And at the top of her lungs, she said, No! No yogurt! I want pudding! 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 And that became a motto in our house. Not yogurt, pudding. They're the little teeny things, but boy, do they have big temper tantrums. And it's <laughs> the funniest thing when a toddler has a tempest in a teapot tantrum over something so trivial. At least it's funny after the fact when you can tell the story. One of my children threw the most ginormous fit because I put the lid on the butter dish. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Oh, it was awful. Same toddler then also threw a ginormous fit because I shut the dishwasher. Oh, no. Everything must stay open all the time. (laughs) You you close the butter dish and you close the dishwasher. Wow. Man. Yeah, I know. I'm a terrible mom. Miriam? I am. Did you laugh at her? (laughs) Um... Of soup on it. Oh my. I'm dressed all in black, and this was last weekend, and I'm pushing it down the hallway. And I thought to myself, honestly, for a second, how did I get here? <laughs> I don't really exactly know how this ended up, but I've got this gig now, and, it, and it's awesome because it's around food uh-huh. and people. I love both of those things. Yeah. And you know, it's a little extra money on the side, but somehow, some way, I literally, I think I like just fell into this where I'm like a caterer's assistant. Jen, the caterer's you, you assistant. You can't call me a caterer because I'm definitely not the caterer. <laughs> I'm the person that does whatever the caterer needs to have done. You're, you're the person that like comes out with the soup and be like, anybody want some soup? <laughs> yeah. Do you have all the dressings oh, you need? I didn't even get to serve the soup. I just went and got the soup. Oh, you got the soup yeah. for the people be- who are going. You are the server's server. <laughs> yes. I'm like so low down on the totem pole because I've never done this before. But, you know, I get to I get to be around food. I get to be around people. I get to run down hallways in wearing all black feeling like a superhero going to find the hot soup that's in another kitchen in another place because it's time for the soup where's the soup oh i gotta go get the soup i mean it's just all just ridiculous well we're coming up on summer Mm -hmm. some of our kids are going to be getting those summer jobs and i don't know it just seems like when we were younger the jobs were odder It's true. (laughs) So we want to hear about the oddest job you've worked. So when I was 
probably like 15 or so. One of my friends that had moved away when I was younger, she shows up at our door and she's like, hey, we're back in town, you know, visiting and just saying hi. And it turns out that when they moved somewhere down the road, her mom got a job at a carnival. And they offered for me to come and spend two weeks of my summer with them and get a job at a carnival. So I actually got to go and for about two weeks travel with the carnival selling snow cones right next to the Tilt-A-Whirl for like two weeks. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You can't even imagine the smile on Taylor's face when you started talking. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) I got to sleep on the ground and (laughs) (laughs) it was so much fun. That's the life. Oh my word. Those odd jobs that you had. Well, they defined who you are now, at least a little bit, right? I picked up some interesting experiences being the son of the head football coach at a small high school (laughs) because it meant literally I was kind of an odd job guy. Oh, yeah? Your dad made you do odd jobs? There are lockers in my old high school that I built. You built lockers? Wait a minute. You're not very handy. Surprisingly enough, <laughs> lockers are pretty easy to build. Like That's they good. just give you all the pieces. It's like slide part A into part B and oh, all so that like kind Ikea. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically IKEA lockers. But the best gig I got the entire time working there, the school was replacing all of their old computers, and so as they were getting rid of the old ones, they needed to wipe all the memory in case there was like sensitive data on it. Oh. And I had this little CD. It was called Boot and Nuke, and you would boot the computer and you would nuke all of the data on it. Boot and nuke. And it would take like an hour to completely wipe one computer. So I'd sit in there, I'd pop the CD in and I'd just sit and wait. And so like I'd go and like I'd read a book. I'd go to like another computer that still had internet and read sports news and just wait for computer by computer to be completely wiped of data. You booted and nuked. I was the boot and nuker. Talking about those odd jobs that you worked. So, Jody, what was your odd job? Washing windows in a hog barn. Now, I was raised a city girl. I was never in a hog barn before. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was the old, old, old hog barns. You know, we're talking 1979. And you had to take the windows out and try carefully. Not the owner said, don't drop the window down the slat or we can't get it out. It'll be in the manure pit. Well, I think it was window number two or three. (laughs) Oh, no. Right down in the slat. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was fired for sure. But no, he didn't let me stop till I washed all of those windows. And I don't know. How many days it took me to wash all the windows. It was a huge, huge hog barn. The worst thing is I had the waitress come five o'clock in the afternoon. I had really long hair and I had to take two or three showers to get the hog smell out of my hair. <laughs> all right, she's got me beat. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> I mean, how many of us can say that we dropped a window into a pile of manure? No. I mean really I don't think I've even washed my own windows. <laughs> You've never washed windows? Oh, I mean, I guess I did. I washed windows in a cathedral for a little while. That's an interesting job. That is an interesting job, yeah. I mean, the windows in a cathedral are significant, yeah. Taylor. I mean, not the stained glass ones, oh, like okay. the, the, the ones that you come in through. Down on the down on the ground? Yeah, no. The they, egress window. No, That's the only one they let them yeah, near. Not the artistic ones. <laughs> I was a college freshman. Yeah, I was going to say, they weren't letting you anywhere near the stained glass. You can vacuum the catacombs, son. <laughs>
This is one of those topics where when you start talking about it at work or with your friend group, you listen to one person say theirs and then you're like, yeah, well, I... Because we're talking those odd jobs that you worked. I worked at a local fitness center that will rename Nameless. Okay. And I had to clean the water line of the swimming pool with a toothbrush and a bottle of CLR. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That was all you did there? And if that isn't bad enough, I had to get into the swimming pool to do it. So you had to get yeah. you had to get your swimsuit on, go in the swimming pool, and clean the water line with a toothbrush and CLR. Yes, ma'am. How often did you have to do that? We had to do it once a week, including the hot tub. I cleaned scuff marks off of the racquetball courts by hand. I uh, had to clean all of the showers with an extend-a-pole window cleaner mm-hmm. and a hose. Yeah, like literally a garden hose. All of a sudden, you appreciate your gym more now, don't you? Bless you. Bless you. Bless you well, for that. As a parent now, I'm like, yeah, when you're a kid, I brush a pool with a toothbrush and a bottle of CLR. <laughs> you don't know hard work. You don't- There is no chore you can complain to me about. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.